This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. And I'm Lawson Walters, and right beside me we have Jasmine Bell. Welcome back to Faith FM. We are continuing on with our show here today. Um, coming to the time of encounter with God, but before we do, we're going to do some more clues for the quiz. quiz. Which, during the break, I worked out who it was. So there's no double prizes up for grabs today, unfortunately. But um, still totally worthwhile. Steps to Christ. Yes. Amazing book. Mm. Alrighty, this next clue is... Give us two clues, actually. Two. Yep. Alrighty, so my death caused great fear to seize the whole church, <laughs> and I agreed to test the spirit of the Lord. Well, that's that's never a good thing. <laughs> oh, rough. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, if, you... if you know who those were, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or text us oh four nine one oh six four six six nine. If you know who agreed to test the spirit of the Lord. Man, that's heavy. Mm. What a rough gig. Mm. Obviously, they weren't doing the right thing. And, and clearly it didn't go down well if the, the one before it is my death caused great fear <laughs> to seize the whole church. So, so yeah. Man, oh, I know what I do not want to do. Um, <laughs> we are continuing on with our 20 million movement Bible study where 20 million people every single day are studying the same piece of scripture all across the world. Um, it's, it's an incredible initiative to be a part of that we can be united in this way, studying the Bible and, and looking into God's word and, and being blessed, which is very much a part of our Bible study today. The, the looking at God's word. I just wanted to quickly mention before we get into it, we have a Faith FM app. Oh, which is something cool. that until recently I didn't know about. But yeah, we have a Faith FM app where you can, you know, we used to promote what was called the TuneIn app where you could, you know, download the TuneIn app and listen to Faith FM. You know, it's a digital, digital radio app. You could listen to Faith FM through that. But now we have a dedicated Faith FM app. So therefore, what does this mean for you? <laughs> well, that means that you can download this app, Faith FM Australia, and listen to Faith FM Anywhere in the world, I'm sure on this app, there's, you know, going to be a number of, you know, the recorded show, the podcast uploaded, uh, Shell, the producer's nodding. So you'll be able to listen to previous shows, previous Bible studies, listen to segments from all different time slots all over the place. Um, Basically, yeah, Faith FM app. It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, man. Shell's just demoing it to my face right now. Um But yeah, we have, you know, even things, you know, coverage that we've done of different live live events, Prophetica, for example. So yeah, download the app. It's completely free and will be an amazing blessing to you today. So yeah, get it. Are you downloading it right now? It took, it took all of you announcing it and now I have it. Bam, so there looks, you go. Oh, looks fancy. Looks good. <laughs> it's clean. It's nice. It's it's 2019 spec as well. So, mm, yeah. Good stuff. Good All right. stuff. All right. Ezra. No, not Ezra. Nehemiah, chapter 8. We've been reading through the book of Nehemiah. Quick summary for those who have been uh, following along. Basically, we have gotten to the time now in Nehemiah, chapter 8, where Nehemiah... Um, this is a a summary of the book of Nehemiah, basically. He was really sad that Jerusalem was in ruins, goes and asks King Artaxerxes, um, to, uh, let him go back to Jerusalem to rebuild 
the city of his homeland. And of course, Nehemiah was the cupbearer. He was one of the most trusted people in, you know, one of the highest ranking positions in the entire Persian Empire. Mm. Um, Artaxerxes allows him to do that. So they go back to they go back to Jerusalem. They start building the wall. It's a very troublesome, very uh, high pressure situation. They're being attacked at all sides, from the inside, from the outside, to the point where they're building this wall with uh, you know holding a hammer with one hand, holding a sword with the other hand. Simultaneously, what's going on on the inside of the wall is people are buying and selling people because they can't pay you know the interest on the tax, and it's a very dire situation. Uh, Nehemiah, as the amazing faithful leader that he was, has been doing uh, an amazing job at uh, leading the people out of all that terribleness. Um, And then you come to the point eventually in Nehemiah chapter 8, by this point, they've finished the wall. They've finished the wall, and the Nehemiah chapter 7 is basically a big list of all the people who are in Jerusalem when they finish the the wall. So that's where we're at. They've finished the wall, eh, the, the wall, and at this time, they're starting to inhabit again. They're starting to move back into um, the city inside Jerusalem permanently. You know, before mm-hmm. it was it was temporary, whereas now they're they're moving back in permanently. And then we come to what we uh, our topic of yesterday's discussion, which was the first ever church service um, after probably about ne- nearly a hundred years. Um, they have their first church service back inside um, the in, inside the city of Jerusalem, and that was to celebrate uh, first of all the Feast of Trumpets. Mm-hmm. Um, and what something that happened at the Feast Feast of Trumpets we talked about yesterday. We read in Deuteronomy that a command was given by Moses that every seven years at the Feast of Trumpets, um, a reading of the law would happen. And so we sort of see them assembling together to do that. Could you read for us, Jasmine? Let's let's start reading in Nehemiah chapter 7, verse 73, to Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 2. Okay, so it says, So the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, some of the people, the Nathanim, and all Israel dwelt in their cities. When the seventh month came, the children of Israel were in their cities. Now all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Mm. So they get together again for the for the first time in years and years and years to read from the book of the law. They're like, we this is something that's being commanded to us, um, you know, by the book of the law itself. This is something that was extremely significant. As um, you know, if you read later on, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. This service might have been going on already because uh, Ezra had already been to Jerusalem a number of years earlier. Because they, they wouldn't have had copies of the scripture during the time of the of the exile. But uh, we know from history, Ezra Ezra would have been to the the nation of Israel a couple of years before Nehemiah. So they would have had. Um, the ability to be able to do this maybe once or twice um, okay. to 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 get together and to read the book of the law um, together as as they had been instructed to do, but this was definitely the first time in which they 'd done it properly and the Bible uh, comments on this in down in verse fourteen and it says where it says uh, that they hadn't no sorry i think it 's verse fifteen or sixteen um, 
It, it basically says that they hadn't done it in this way since Joshua, the son of Nun, since the time of Joshua, Oof. which is basically like, that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before. This is before even the time of the kings, before even the time of the judges. Yeah. They hadn't on, done that, it properly. That was that was specifically in reference to, they they'd had the first, again, the first feast of tabernacles that they had yeah. done in years and years and years. Uh, we talked about how it was like the first, the first big camp that they had done. They had basically all gotten together in tents and, and gone for a camping trip to, to 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 talk about you know the book of the law to read the book of the law and to consider um, God. They're, this has been the first time they had done it properly since the time of Joshua, and that gives us, I guess, a I guess an idea, a, a, a peek through a, 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 a you know through a hole as to the state that Israel was in and what led them to become you know, encaptured in, in Babylon to become enslaved, to become, you know, to be put into captivity. Um, when, when you just straight up like in a place where it's like, oh, since, you know, cause Joshua, Joshua and Moses like existed in the same time. Mm. Like they were like, Moses writes it down in a book, right? Moses writes down the, you know, writes down the first five books in the Bible. And part of that is the command in Deuteronomy to read you know, to read the book of the law every seven years. Joshua is like the generation after Moses. Mm. It's like, so Joshua was literally the first generation and that was the only generation in which they did it properly. And then from there, they just didn't. Yeah. They, like a, they just failed. Because the law was given to Moses one generation, like no one did it correctly except for the people who were literally given the law. Exactly. So through the entirety of the time of the judges and through the entirety of the time of the kings, you know, we're talking hundreds of years, they they weren't doing it correctly and they weren't keeping up with it. And yeah, so fully it's like, of course they're going to end up (laughs) in in captivity, you know, because that makes me go to, I think of like the time of Moses. Like Moses was one of the greatest kings who was like known, um, you know, for being someone who was after God's own heart. Yet he wasn't even keeping the the festivals. He wasn't keeping David. Sorry, David. The time of David. Cool, cool. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Yeah, of course, the time of David, sorry, not the time of Moses. Um, yeah, so in the time, I think of the time of David where, you know, the, the nation of Israel was prospering, uh, yeah. prospering, um, and it's like, even at that time, they weren't keeping these festivals properly. So that makes me think, like, oh, man, how much would have they been prospering even more if they had have done it? Yeah, well. Now, this is where my mind goes when I think of that, you know, like, when it comes to prospering and whatnot. Um it's one thing to, you know, prosper because of the, the literal blessings of the Lord. You know, it's like, oh, if we keep this particular festival, right, God will, like, intentionally bless us directly. Like, mm-hmm. he will, you know, there will be some great miracle that will happen in which we'll be blessed. And this is very much what we see um, during the time of David, for example. You know, that, that he, when he went to war with his enemies, there's so many stories about, like, him and, like, his hundred men or 150 men going up against an army of like 20,000 people and like destroying them, you know, like this is, this is a miracle. This isn't something that's just like, Oh yeah. Like, like they were just really, really good. No, these were literal miracles that were happening in the time of David. But where my mind goes as well, and something that we're going to be talking about today is the inherent blessing that comes with 
reading the law, reading the Bible and making that something that's a part of your life. Jasmine, can you read for us verse 3? We didn't read this yesterday. Um, where, where This is our, our, our advancing of the story here. Mm, okay, so the people are congregated and then it says, Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday, before the men and women and those who could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. Mm. So, you know, they ask Ezra, hey, bring the book of the law. He brings it. They get together. Um, you know, they, they, they all stand around. As the Bible says in, in verse 1, it says that they're as one man. They're mm. assembled together in a congregation. Um, and Ezra gets up. He stands up and reads the, the book of the law um, from, you know, the morning till the midday. Mm. My Bible actually has a note and it says, from the light. So they gathered together when it was first light, which is kind of like the radio. Yeah, <laughs> when we woke up. We're in Nelson Bay, uh, me, and, me and Jazz, um, and another, uh, another Bible worker, um, uh, Eda. We go and work in Nelson Bay uh, in, from um, in Mondays and Tuesdays, and we stay there on Tuesday night. And so waking up this morning like and having to drive you know, 45 minutes here to the studio, um, I woke, I, my alarm went off at like 5 a.m. and it's like pitch black outside. Yep. And so, yeah, it's from, you know, and it's that, that time between like 5 a.m. and 5.30 when I'm like getting dressed and whatnot. That's when the sun starts coming up. Mm. And it's like we see here, that's when they start reading the book of the law. It's mm. like from, from, from light. Um, that is commitment yeah. right there to the law. It is. It's man. Imagine a, a church service. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> picturing. Oh, this is this is literally one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. It's the perfect church service. So mm. we should be following this. So I think we should start instituting church from first light. As soon as it's, <laughs> as soon as it gets light outside, church begins. So that means that you have to be up even earlier than that yeah, to, to, to be ready. To you just have to be committed. Mm. Amen. You know, this is God we're talking about. This is the the book of the law. And they, yes, yeah, so they, they get around, they, they hear the reading of the law from morning to midday. And it says that they're in, attentive the entire time. There mm. was no, there was no straying. There was no turning. They were like, they were intently listening to this reading um, of the book of the law. And now, of course, when we talk about the book of the law, we were talking a little bit about this yesterday, you know, was was Ezra standing up there reading and he's like reading the Ten Commandments over and over again, <laughs> like just reciting Exodus chapter 20, you know, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of Israel, just like read through the next 20 verses and then starts again. Or you maybe know. just read it really slowly. It's like, really I slow. I am the Lord. Like, um... Obviously, obviously not. We know from, from um, you know, when, when it's referencing here the book of the law, this is talking about the Torah or the, the oh, Harley pronounced it correctly yesterday, the, the Pentateuch, I think he said. Pentateuch, <laughs> Pentateuch, uh, which is the, the, the Greek word that just references the first five books in the Bible. They were reading the book of Genesis, you know, their origins, the book of Exodus, their freedom mm. from slavery, um, the book of Leviticus, which is all about, you know, um, how uh, God had set up a service that was to allude to their, to their final, you know, victory over sin. The book of Numbers, which is where God leads them and guides them through the, the will wilderness numbs the, uh, numbers them and congregates them as a people. And the book of Deuteronomy, 
me, which was God's final instruction to them before they were to head into the promised land. And so we see here, you know, the first five books of the Bible in its completion um, is like, the, I guess, the ultimate. It's the ultimate thing which I that these people need to hear. Mm. You know, these are people who... Um, have been in slavery, in captivity for many years outside of their culture. They need to hear where they come from. They need to hear the story. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, the story of Moses Mm. and how God delivered them from captivity. They need to hear this and reflect on their own experience being delivered from captivity. We talked a little bit yesterday about all the parallels between the book of Moses, uh, sorry, the book of Exodus and the book of Nehemiah, that, you know, this was a group of people in slavery that have now been delivered by a particular, you know, and and, and being led and guided by a particular person that God was using in the time of of Moses, it was Moses, and this time here it was Nehemiah. Uh, we talked about how it was two kings that allowed them to leave in roundabout ways. We saw, um, you know, with the Pharaoh that God was convicting the heart of Pharaoh. He was sending plagues. He was, you know, committing miracles around him, and Pharaoh's heart hardened. Mm. He eventually let them go only then to try to destroy them, which led to Pharaoh's ultimate destruction. We see with Artaxerxes the opposite, that Artaxerxes was convicted by God. The Holy Spirit was working in his heart, and he he uh, he succumbed to the conviction and followed the Lord um, and let his people go. Uh, then as well, Leviticus, you know, outlining the sanctuary service and everything that which these people needed to hear that, oh man, there is a freedom from sin. They've been living in the midst of sin with essentially no hope. All they know about themselves and all they know about God is that, oh, if anything, he was just another pagan God. Hey, it's this God that we have because we're mm. Hebrews that we need to appease. It's like, no. God is so much bigger and better than that. God loves you. Like God has set up, a, 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 you know, the ability for you guys to be um, freed from your sins, which will, will eventually lead to the Messiah coming. Um, you know, and then Numbers, you know, which is God leading them through the wilderness. Deuteronomy, which is His, you know, ultimate instruction to them. These are things which they needed to hear. These are people who, yeah, were in slavery, and now as they're coming out of it needed to receive it, to really know and to understand who they were and why they were doing what they were doing. And now this brings me to, I guess, my thought that I had on this particular section of the Bible today of how relevant the first five books of the Bible, and if not the entire Bible, is to us today. Mm. We are a people. We are a people who are living on an earth that is enslaved to sin. We are, and we ourselves are enslaved to sin. Of course, it's by the blood of the Lamb and it's by the, you know, the work of God that we overcome that sin in our lives, that we no longer have the shackles of sin around us, but still we are surrounded by adversary. Um, we are surrounded by people who are, who are dying and who are struggling. And God gives us the Bible to tell us, oh, hey, um, Jesus is coming soon. You're about to be set free from captivity. Mm. Amen. We are in, in fact, the exact, very, very similar, in, in fact, in the exact same position as the people in the book of Nehemiah were. God is current, you know, what Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. 
Um, it was Nehemiah who rocked up in Jerusalem. You know, this is this is what I call a you know this is a shadow or a type. You know, with a shadow, it's not exactly the same. With it, you know, when you look at a shadow on the floor, you can't see everything in a shadow. If I look at a shadow of my hand um, against this table, I can't see my veins or my fingernails or my you know my fingerprints, but I can see a a rough outline. You know, I look at the time of Nehemiah and I see. Um, Nehemiah, you know, leading to the reconstruction of, of the, you know, the holy city. Jesus, I go that I may prepare a place for you. Mm. Um, Jesus is doing the, Nehemiah was in fact, you know, a type of Jesus. Jesus is preparing a place for us in heaven in which we will go to because of his great deliverance. Oh man, I love this so much. We are, man, we are so blessed to be able to have the Bible to study it. Of course, we're going to be talking more and more about the great deliverance of God and uh, all these different things about the book of Nehemiah and the importance of reading the Word. Uh, right after this, this is Buddy Gross with When, uh, Where, the, <laughs> Where Cross the Crowded Ways of Life. Where Cross the Crowded Ways of Life. Across the crowded wings of life Where sound the cries of race and clan Above the noise of selfish strife We hear your voice, O Son of Man In haunts of wretchedness and need On shadow thresholds dark with fear From paths where hide the lures of green We catch the vision of your
Make haste to heal these hearts of pain. Among these restless throngs abide. Oh, tread the city streets again. Welcome back to Faith FM. That was Buddy Green with Where the Cross... Where, no, it just moved. Where Cross the Crowded Ways of Life. Uh, oh, nice. You got it. <laughs> where Cross the Crowded Ways of Life. Interesting title to an amazing, amazing song. We have another clue for the quiz. Do we? I hope. Yeah, we, we Oh, should. we do. We do indeed. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. The, the clue here is Peter asked me, is this the price you got for the land? Oh, so she was involved in real estate? Yeah, real estate <laughs> agent right here. Is this the price you got for the land? If you know who said that, you should give us a call. 1-800-324-843, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can text us, 0491 064669. Mm. And you will be um, in the winning to grab steps to Christ. To know him better. Mm. An amazing book to study God's word. That is awesome. All right, continuing on with our Bible study. Um, we've been talking about the reading of the word that was happening here in, in, in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verses, you know, the first couple of verses that we've been reading, how they come together as was instructed by by Moses to, to read the Bible. Well, the, the first five books of the Bible, specifically, it's referencing what's called the law, which we know is, is a reference to the Torah, the, you know, the books written by Moses, um, and how it was incredibly important to them, um, how this was something that they needed to do. We, we talked about um, just then before our, before our song break, how, how relevant this, this was to them as they were a people who were coming out of slavery into, into the, you know, into the prom, back into the promised land, how they needed to reflect on their origins and the story of Moses and all these things. Um, because it was, it was literally their story. It was exactly the same and how us, you know, at the end of time, we're, we're looking towards the promised land ahead of us. We're a people who have been set free from the slavery of sin by Jesus and what he's done for us. Mm. Um, we're a movement that is, you know, heading ever closer to entering the promised land and how we need to reflect on, you know, these stories in the Bible to see the ways in which God led there so that we can, you know, cling to the hope that we have in God. But I was also, you know, we're talking a little bit in the break, we're considering the importance of reading um, the law specifically and meditating Mm -hmm. on that. And you were telling me, you know, we've been going through in our youth Sabbath school here at Raymond Terrace Mission, um, the Psalms. And we've been reading Psalm uh, chapter 119 and how basically that book just exists as a meditation on the law. Mm. Yeah, so... 
as we were reading just then, we were talking about how the, the people, they're not only just reading the moral law, the Ten Commandments, but they're just meditating on everything that God has done for them mm. since the very beginning. And they were like, that was the portion of scripture that they had at the time. They were meditating on everything that God had done for them. And it's interesting in Psalm 119 that, um, oh, it's actually super cool structured book but we won't go into that too much in every single verse there's a reference to the law it's a meditation on the Mm -hmm. um on the law but it uses different words like god's testimonies or his way and it basically talks about that we should be meditating on all god's ways all the things god has done for us that is um an extension of the law is everything that god does for us teaches us about how he operates and how we should operate as well Mm. so that transitions very well into we should be studying the law, but the um, of course we should be studying the moral law and where the law is specifically written out, but everything that God has done for us, which is all of Scripture. So the entire Bible now, we have, um, we have further Scripture from the Torah that keeps going, and we should be studying that as a part of a meditation on what God has done for us, which teaches us how we mm. should act and operate. Fully. Uh, of course, uh, the meditation of the law is a huge central theme in the mm. book of Psalms. As we were, we talked a little bit about yesterday how the, the kings of Israel and Judah, they were commanded. It's interesting in Deuteronomy, it's like, oh, hey, I never want you to have a king, but you're going to eventually want to have a king. And so here's the regulations for having yeah. a king. And one of those things was that they wrote out um, the entire book of the law with the help of the priests and the scribes. They wrote out the entire Torah and they were to keep it on them and read it um, every single day. Yeah, the king was to the, do that, The king yeah. was to, to read it and to meditate on the book of the law. Um, you know, and it was it was actually Solomon, you know, the one day where he forgets his book. was Saul. Not sorry, Saul. Man, I'm all over the place this morning. <laughs> Saul, it was the one day in which he forgot his book of the law and didn't read it where God was like, okay, you're not fit to be king. Mm. Uh, it, it was that very reason, wasn't it? Like, yeah. He forgets his book, so God's like, no, that was a requirement of being the king. Mm. It wasn't even that that led him to do something terrible, which it kind of did. It kind of did. But God was like, for that act of forgetting the book is why mm. he was like, you can't be king anymore. You didn't follow what I asked for. Obviously, like, you know, because I imagine, because there's many stories that come after the time of Saul where it's like, they didn't have the book of the law for like a hundred years yeah. and then they find it again. And it's like, Oh, why didn't all those Kings get booted? Um, well it was because God knew the man that Solomon would become Saul, Saul would become um, in, in, you know, in that act He's like, Hey, it's like, you know, you've made a decision in your heart through forgetting the book of the law, like that, you know, you're not fit to be king. And it was, it's very easy to see like the decline of the nation of Israel, you know, with all these kings forgetting the book of the law. And it's like, then we see David, yeah, you know, in contrast, in contrast a David. righteous king who, you know, just writes all these Psalms and he reflects on the Lord. And my personal favorite Psalm, Psalm chapter one, you know, opens it's like, I always talk about it. It's like, yeah, it's like the, cause I decided I was going to read through the Psalms. It's like the first one that I read and I was like, wow, that's my favorite Psalm. <laughs> but in Psalm chapter one is, you know, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and he meditates in it. Day 
day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Then it makes a contrast. It says, The ungodly are not so, but are like chaff which drives, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the ways of the righteous, and the ungodly shall perish. This, this distilled, um, you know, there's so much symbology in this, so much you can draw out of this, but distilled, it's basically like those who delight in the law of the Lord, who put themselves in a place where they're constantly seeking their wisdom and receiving their wisdom and their light and their way of life from God, they will be prosperous. And those who do not do that, they will be destroyed. Mm. They will be unprosperous and they'll fall apart. But specifically meditating on the word of God. Exactly. Like that is the very thing. It's like those who meditate on the law of God, those who keep the law of God, those who make the law of God the center of their life. Um, you know, you know, as a Christian, you know, you're living in 2019, you probably hear that and you're like, oh, you know, what are we, again, are we supposed to read the Ten Commandments over and over again? No, we're talking about the very much, you know, the law, the first five books of the Bible and the totality of scripture as a whole, you know, getting yourself in a place where God's word, because of, of in the time of David, all God's word was, was the law. Exactly. Whereas now we have the entire Bible. We have the law, the prophets, you know, the gospels, the history. We have everything. Mm. And everything is telling what has God done for us? Where have we come from as a people still? Like we're still in the exact same circumstance that the um, the Jews were were mm. here in the book of Nehemiah. Exactly. It will. It was the forgetting of the law. It was the doing away of the law. It was the. It was the. You know the the neglect of the law that led them into captivity, of which we're now now of which they're now coming out of. And in a grander narrative, you know, if we look at the very beginning, Adam and Eve, it was the doing away. It was the forgetting of the law that led them into captivity of sin. And in you know Exodus chapter, you know, no, sorry, Exodus Revelation. In the book of Revelation, it talks about the hundred and forty-four thousand. It says. These were those who kept the commandments God and had the faith of Jesus. Literally, the thing that gets us out of that situation is, of course, the blood of Jesus, you know, the sacrifice of him, the leading of him. But what makes us respond to that as his people is the restoration of the law in our lives. Mm. Amen. So, yep, that (laughs) so good. This is Matt Maria and Carrie Job with To You Be The Glory. Such treasure found in him Who could comprehend his heart and mind His wisdom has no end For from him, through him, to him are all Glory forever to you be the glory. 
like to get to know Jesus? Are you interested in learning how to study the Bible? Do you need some support and prayer for what's going on in your life? We have a local pastor in Armidale, Pastor David, who would love to support you. You can contact him by calling or texting 0430-190-101. That's 0430-190-101. Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe. Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Welcome back to Faith FM. We uh, have come to the time of the question of the day. Yes, the question of the day um, here. But before we do, we're going to have another clue for the quiz. What's our next clue? Clue for the quiz is my husband's name is Ananias. Oh, okay. There you go. 
So straight up, who was Ananias's wife? Who was a if, real estate agent who got killed by God? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, so if you know that, give, text us on oh four nine one. 64669 or give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM 1-800-324-843 and you can get Steps to Christ book authored by Ellen White amazing book to study the Bible mm. get into scripture find out who was Jesus how to get close to him awesome so what is our question of the day today Jasmine the question of the day is considering the Bible study that we've been doing mm-hmm. is it more important that we should study the first five books of the Old Testament the Torah or the first four books of the New Testament, the Gospels? Mm, that, that's a good question. Because there's actually, you know, in among Christian circles, there is a lot of kind of implicated debate over this. Because mm. there are a lot of people, uh, a lot of Christians who consider the Old Testament to be done away with. They're like, oh, we don't need the Old Testament anymore. We just need, you know, the New Testament. And, and that's basically implicating that, oh, so the New Testament's more important. And there are, you know, some people who would argue, um, you know, the opposite way. Some people who would say, oh, no, you know, um, I, I think in particular maybe um, some denominations who maybe don't consider Jesus to be God or, you know, who, mm. who doubt the divinity of Jesus, they sort of swing the other way and they're like, oh, you know, no, the the first five books of the Bible is well the, the the old testament that they're like the you know the most important but where i co- kind of come at with this argument is um from the bible so let's read what the bible says i'm going to read in second timothy chapter 3 this is what the bible says it says um but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So when it comes to the question of oh what's more important reading the first five books of the bible or or the the you know the first four books of the new testament the gospels it says well read the ones which make you wise to the you know the salvation which is in Christ Jesus. Now some people would comment on that and say Oh, well, I guess that would be the Gospels then, because the Gospels are literally the books about Jesus. They're the mm. books about Jesus and his salvation and, and his life on earth and his ministry and what he did for us for us to be saved. So therefore, I guess, you know, it seems a little bit open and shut until you read the next verse. So it, so it, so it says here, read those, those things, the Holy Scriptures, which make you wise to their salvation. Then it says in the very next verse, verse 16, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm. The point that the Bible is making here very clearly, very simply, is that all Scripture comes from God. So it's all equally as important. Mm. You know, we don't see, you know, any... any there is no less important book in the Bible. There's definitely books in the Bible, you know, there's bigger themes, the books with with bigger themes than other books. Um, for example, probably one of the easiest ones that people point out, they're like, oh, the Song of Solomon. Like, why is that in the Bible? Like, oh, it's, it's unnecessary. But, like, I believe that that was an, a book that was inspired by God that gives us, you know, if anything, it gives us commentary on, you know, um, relationships and whatnot. It's something that is very much a part of the human experience. Um, simply this, all scripture. And now we were talking about today, like, you know, how 
the first five books of the Bible are so relevant to the time that we live in now. We're a group of people who are enslaved to mm. sin, um, and we've come out of that slavery through Jesus. We're looking forward to going into the promised land, heaven. That is literally the story of the first five books of the Bible. That is something that is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. That will complete us. Just are, of course, the Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament, the story of Jesus, literally the 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 story of how it is we are able to be saved, how God has done that amazing work. Simply the answer is, you know, maybe some people were, were hoping for a controversial answer, like, oh, this is more important, but no, they're all important. We should just be reading our Bible and making a concerted effort to do so. Um, but yeah, right now, this is uh, Matt Minicus and Clint McCloy with Give Me, Give me the, Bible. the Bible. Very appropriate song. Star of gladness gleaming to cheer the wonder lone and tempest toss. No storm can hide that peaceful radiance beaming since Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Give me the Bible, holy message shining. Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day Give me the Bible when my heart is broken when sin and grief have filled my soul with fear Give me the precious words by Jesus spoken Hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior dear Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day
Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come to the end of our show today, um, which means that we're giving something away. Yes. If you want to get something for free, now is the time to call in. So you're going to be, if you call in, you're going to be receiving the book, Why Was Sin Permitted? Mm. Have you ever asked if God created a perfect world, how could there be evil? If you have ever asked that question, you will be very blessed by this book, yet surprising yet Bible-based answers to questions Mm. like, has evil always existed? Or did God create the devil? Or is God responsible for sin? Mm. Very legit questions, which this book gives amazing answers to. So if you would like those, call in. Call in 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, and you'll be able to grab that book. Mm, That is awesome. Of course, we just want to remind you as well. um, Yeah, uh, we're having an amazing time here on radio. Um, Lyle will be coming back. Is it Thursday? Lyle's going to be coming back. So, yeah, I want to thank... Thank you so much, Jazz, for coming in and helping us oh, this morning. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. Filling in for us on radio. Um, yeah, we are so stoked to be able to um, study the Bible with you guys, to be able to, um, to, to just talk about biblical things in the morning and to be, to be a blessing. Uh, we just want to, um, we want to give you guys the opportunity. If you would like to get to know more about the Bible, if you'd like to study the Bible further, uh, Faith of M can fully hook you up with a Bible teacher in your area. So give us a call, 1-800-324-843. And wherever you are, right across Australia, we know we have listeners all across Australia. Um, wherever you are, we can get you connected to someone who can give you Bible studies um, or a church family or whatever it may be. So yeah, thanks for listening so much. This has been Faith FM. Uh, stay tuned. More great programming after this. There's no one who knows where it's going Sometimes a breeze gently stirring the trees as it's blowing That's just how it is when the spirit within starts to flow
the tempest may blow, He has promised He won't ever leave us. At the end of the road, He will carry the load for the weekend. Say, listen to me, stand still and see the hand of the Blessing to know